Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, a CME podcast series where each week we translate today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. I'm Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Massachusetts Medical School and editor-in-chief of the 5-Minute Clinical Consult series. Be sure to visit primed.com podcast after the discussion for more information about today's article and to claim CME-CE credit. Danny L. is a 54-year-old teacher in your local high school, and he has a history of hypertension. He chooses to treat this with diet and exercise rather than a pill because he feels prescription medications are more dangerous than doctors know. He lets you know that marijuana, which is legal in his state, works great, and he's been using it every day for the last few months. It's so much safer than any medication you can give me. Hi, this is Frank Domino, and joining me today to discuss marijuana's influence on healthcare is Alan Ehrlich, Associate Professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health and Executive Editor at Dynamed. Hi, Alan. Hi, Frank. Thanks for having me on today. Sure thing. This is an interesting case. Is there any evidence that you can treat hypertension with marijuana? Well, um, you know, uh, this is a true patient story, and so I had to go into the medical literature, and I searched, and I searched, and I can find nothing. There's no data that shows using marijuana on a regular basis lowers blood pressure or lowers any uh, hypertension-related outcome. Well, I know that the National Academy of Science, Engineering, and Medicine has looked at this a couple years ago, and the number of areas where marijuana was effective for medical conditions was somewhat limited. But one of the things, especially in, in your patient that you're describing, that I wonder about is, you know, what, are, what about the harms, the adverse of events that might be associated with that? Is there data that you want to share with us about that? Well, um, there's a very interesting paper that decided to use the state of Colorado as a benchmark to determine was there any influence on making marijuana, uh, recreational marijuana, legal in the state. And they, they chose to compare it to two states that have yet to make it legal, and that was the state of Oklahoma and the state of New York, two vastly different places. And it had some very interesting outcomes. They were looking primarily at diagnoses related to hospitalizations. And they came up with some fairly um, statistically significant outcomes. So let's look at, you, you question the rate of adverse events of, of making marijuana, recreational marijuana, illegal. The, the first thing that, that they noticed were that motor vehicle accidents um, and admissions to the hospital went up in the state of Colorado, whereas they were significantly lower in places like Oklahoma and um, New York. So marijuana's legality um, had some influence there. There was also a significant correlation with regards to substance abuse admissions, alcohol and other substances. Um, and, and so there, there was an influence that making marijuana legal um, caused harm. Uh, areas that I was surprised on the data was that admissions for uh, schizophrenic disease-related diseases were down in Colorado as compared to those other two states. And that somewhat surprised me because I know there's a correlation, very good bit of data that adolescent use, especially at or before age 15 of marijuana, actually increases the risk 
for the diagnosis of schizophrenia later in life. So I, I thought that was pretty interesting. Using mar having marijuana legal in your state lowered the risk of, of hospitalization uh, in those states. So the, uh, the use with alcohol, maybe that's part of the reason why the rate of motor vehicle accidents went up. I think many people who are using marijuana may not realize that the use of marijuana and alcohol together is worse than either one by themselves. And as they both become easily accessible, we'll probably see a bit more of that. Well, and, and I think that's very true. Um, the overdose risk um, was particularly elevated in Colorado compared to those other two states. Now, there were some states, uh, one other thing that I thought was pretty intriguing and that one of my patients constantly reminds me of is that hospitalizations and emergency room visits for chronic pain went down in Colorado compared to New York and Oklahoma. And so there may be a role, and I can even think of a theoretical pathway that supports marijuana's use in chronic pain. I think um, patients with chronic pain in addition to having pain, also have anxiety about the recurrence of that pain. And it could be that marijuana's um, anti-anxiety effects may have played a role in, in lowering that, that, that route. You know, when you talk about marijuana for chronic pain and we talk about side effects and adverse effects, you know, my mind is always, well, compared to what? <laughs> when you compare it to opioids, uh, marijuana clearly has a much lower risk of uh, life-threatening events than can occur, and so there may be some benefit, but I think the data you're bringing forward makes it clear it's not all benign, that there are harms that need to be factored into uh, our thinking and how we deal with patients. So with this uh, patient who's using marijuana for helping to manage the hypertension, what would your approach be for both helping to manage the hypertension and dealing with what sounds like perhaps a, a bit of substance abuse related to the marijuana? Well, the first thing I'm going to do is congratulate him. I try to always find a way to um, say, I, I bond with the patient and be supportive. So if he wants to um, alter his diet and exercise to help control his hypertension, I'm, I'm very happy about that. I am curious, though, that maybe his blood pressure is improved in part because he has some degree of anxiety or white coat hypertension and the marijuana is having that effect. So I might ask him to do a little trial, take five, seven days off the marijuana, track his blood pressure, then track his blood pressure once he's back on it and have him do get some objective data uh, as to whether there's benefit uh, for his hypertension in, in using the marijuana. Um, if he does, uh, I'll probably do a PHQ-9 on him and if he does have significant anxiety issues. I will talk to him about other ways, non-pharmacologic ways um, to manage his anxiety. And um, uh, he, he doesn't want to take a pill. Well, I'd remind him that marijuana is another psychoactive substance. It's, it's another drug that can have effects and can, in, that, in his case, possibly cause uh, abuse dependent and dependency. And say, look, you know, if you really want to do this in a healthy fashion, let's have you consider learning to meditate or do some yoga, do things where there's, there's a, a data set that shows it will lower your blood pressure and improve your whole uh, life expectancy uh, as opposed to something that might increase a comorbidity 
or increase the risk, as this study showed, of motor vehicle accidents. Yeah, I think that in this patient, if they insist on continuing to use marijuana for medical purposes, it's also worth discussing with them the mode of ingestion. And if this person is taking uh, an edible before they go to sleep, that obviously is a different set of risk factors compared to if they're smoking uh, uh, marijuana throughout the day. I, I, I couldn't agree more. Well, Alan, thanks for, for bringing this forward and, and offering your expertise in the world of marijuana. I appreciate it, and I thought this study uh, spoke volumes about um, what happens when states legalize marijuana. As one point that needs to be made is that overall hospitalizations did not increase. So even though there were more hospitalizations associated with uh, the legalization of marijuana somewhere, we did something right because other hospitalizations went down. Thanks, Frank. That uh, highlights the point you know, with these epidemiologic studies, you always have to be a little bit careful about data mining. Practice pointer. In Colorado, after legalization of recreational marijuana, hospitalization rates for motor vehicle accidents and substance abuse went up. Join us next time when we discuss an exciting new tool to help patients who are recently diagnosed with prostate cancer. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by PrimeMed. To claim credit and receive additional information about the article referenced in today's episode, visit primemed.com slash podcast and see you next week.